consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. With an accent, with a Scottish accent. Yes, I really like that. You're talented, aren't you? I'm very talented. Never <laughs> doubt. Oh, no. How you doing, girlfriend? I'm doing okay. I am looking forward to some stories. I want to know how it went. I want to know, you know, did you do anything unexpected? Just tell me everything. And how the heck did you break the airport at Heathrow? Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess I'll start with that. Well, let me talk about first how they broke, how the airport was already broken in Charlotte. Uh Uh-oh. So our flight was supposed to leave at, oh, let's say 9.30. I don't remember exactly. 9.30 p.m. Because the whole thing about flying to Britain is you want to get a flight that flies overnight. Okay. So that when so you can sleep and then you wake up and tra-la, there you are. Because mm-hmm. the flight is about eight hours long. That makes so sense. You could, yeah, so you could theoretically get a good night's sleep and land there feeling pretty rested. Yeah, in theory. Well, so Charlotte was late and then they decided now there was something wrong. No, there's something wrong with the aircraft. It's going to be another 20 minutes. It's going to be mm. another 15 minutes. It's going to be another 30 minutes. Oh, wow. It just kept going on and on. And I think we finally left there about 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Which meant that, of course, we had missed our connecting flight to Edinburgh. Mm. Um, so everything was already a little bit funky when yeah. we got to Heathrow. And they were saying, okay, we know a lot of y'all have missed your connecting flight. So just go up, out of, out of the plane, get out of the plane, go up the gangway, and there'll be some people in purple vests, and they're just going to hand you the boarding card for the next flight that we have already booked you on. We've already booked was- you on the connecting flight. And this was at which airport? Heathrow in London. Okay. okay. So, of course, there's nobody in purple vests when we get there, but that's okay. There's obviously people who work there, there. And they have to, you know, you have to show your ID and then they hand you a piece of paper that is not a boarding card. Okay. It's just a piece of paper that has the flight information on it. So then you got to go off this way and you got to. <clears throat> You got to go through and get your boarding card at these particular places so you can go through their airport security. So we get to the place, we get to the place and the nice man, you know, their security is so much uh, more complex than ours is in this country, but it runs more smoothly. Oh, hell yes. Hmm. Because here, well, I'm not even going to talk about that. Okay. Um, so we get there and they got to scan your face. They do a facial recognition scan. Yeah. You have to, they have to see your passport. They have to see the piece of paper that the feller gave me. They got to do all that stuff. So he does all that stuff. Then he's printing out the boarding cards, boarding passes. And he pulls one out and he goes, oh, no, the printer's broke. Oh, okay. So he puts the boarding pass inside my passport, hands it to me, and he says, okay, now the other one has to go to the very next desk, and they'll print yours out there. Oh, okay. That's not a problem. So we go to the next desk, and uh, my friend Annie that I'm traveling with said, I'm just going to stand in line here and get my boarding pass. You go on through and just wait for me on the other side. Now, we've got a really – we've got a fast connection, Okay. We got to get to the next gate fast, and Heathrow's mm-hmm. a big airport. Okay. So I go there, and I put my two feet where they have a little they have little feet on the floor. You put your two feet on those. Yeah. You look up. You take off your glasses. You're lowering your mask, 
They do facial recognition. You put in your passport. Wow. You put in your, uh, I probably shouldn't be saying all this. You should just crow it all out. Then you put in your boarding pass and little doors open and you walk through. And you there you are through security. Okay. And then I looked at the boarding pass and it wasn't mine. Oh, no. So I turned around. There was a man there. Fortunately, there was a human being. And I said, I have a problem. I have her boarding pass. And he said, what? So I had somehow gotten through their security system with somebody else's boarding pass after facial recognition, all this other whoa. stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Do you have any boarding pass or just yeah. some random person? No, I had Annie's. I had okay. Annie's boarding pass. So it didn't. It didn't. Anyway, it's it's f-ed up. Do y'all look alike? No, not really. Hmm. And that you know. And yeah, was anyway. it going there or coming back home? No, it was going there. Okay. So then this fella came over because they're just all, oh my god, what? How do we what? Blah. So this fella comes over and he goes, no, no. I mean, oh, how this happened? What's? Uh, I, I'll, I'll fix it. And there's a woman over at the far gate who's saying. Is this what you need to do? And she told him, and he he did the wrong thing. And she said, well, did you push the button? And he said, I pushed two buttons. And she said, I didn't tell you to do that. Oh, So I'm I'm not going to go into any more details because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt. I don't hurt any of that. Anyway, it took another 10 minutes for them because because the the system shut down because he pushed the wrong button. Oh, my gosh. So they had to bring another big wig in, and he had to straighten it all out. And then finally, we had to make a run for it. And then we had to go through security again, again. to get on the plane. And we were within, you know, we just knew we were going to miss the connecting flight, and then we we're going to have to rebook. And we were talking about maybe we should just take the train up to Edinburgh and all this other stuff. And then, mercifully, that second, con- that connecting flight, was also delayed. So for once, it worked in our favor. And so we got to Edinburgh. After that, everything was smooth and wonderful. And the hotel was great. And the hotel staff was great. And I'm so spoiled by public transportation. Mm, I come come back here and I'm just like, God damn, it's like a third world country here. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. It so sure anyway, is. any of that you need to crow out, crow it out, because I don't know how much of that I should say. But it was funny. I thought it was funny. They didn't think it was funny. I would think that you could say all of it because well, you're not really giving away any security things. I don't think so. I think that's the way it goes pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, tell anyway, me if you would. What was the weather like? It was perfect. We had one day of a little bit of battery rain. And another day, it was kind of rainy. So if it was rainy, we just planned to do something inside. Uh, and we both, we both had raincoats, so it wasn't a problem. That's but, cool. well, And the temperature was perfect. It wasn't mm. too cold because we were doing a lot of walking. Uh, tell me tell me about this museum you got to talk at. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> it is a brand new museum on the, on the Royal Mile oh. called the... Museum of Witchcraft, Divination, oh gosh, I can't remember the whole name of it, um, but we can put a link to it in the, in the, yeah. um, and it was great, and I knew the fellow that started it, so I heard about it uh, starting up, and I sent him a Facebook message, and I said, I'm going to be in Scotland, I'm going to be in Edinburgh uh, in a few weeks, Um and I can't wait to see the museum. So he he and I were talking back and forth, and and uh, and it came up with me doing a little. I was the very first person to give a talk at the museum, and I gave a talk about the comparison with Appalachian folk magic and uh, and Scottish folk magic. It was well. very. I mean, it's a t- tiny little place. I was going to say it was well attended. It was standing room only, but that was only about 20, 22 people. It wasn't a whole lot of people, but they were great. It was a great, a great audience. They had a lot of stuff to talk about. They were enthusiastic. So it was wonderful. And I recorded it. Uh, I did a Facebook live once, once he had, cause he did it as an event, bright, And he charged for it. So oh. I didn't want anybody to 
Yeah, I didn't want anybody to have the excuse of, well, Byron said on Facebook that she was going to do a Facebook Live, so I didn't do it till the very last minute so that he could get as much money off of it, you know, as he needed to. Gotcha. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking right now, and it's showing a fellow now. Was his name Ash Miller? Yes, it is. Ash Miller. Wow. Funny, funny little man. This is wow, yeah, and and, and it's uh, there are several articles about it. Of the, oh yeah, uh, it, was, it was everywhere. There was one on the which um, what is it called? The Wild Hunt had one, uh-huh. and then there were several of them in the papers around the around the area in Scotland. Yeah, well, this is yeah. it's it's the Museum of Magic, Fortune Telling, and Witchcraft. That's what they called it in the Edinburgh Live yes, website. That, that's the real name. Mm-hmm. And it says it'll look at the history of witchcraft in Scotland and beyond. And it's it looks like a fairly long article. Um, and there's a bunch of other things about it. Just doing a simple Google search. Uh-huh. That's really cool. That's really yeah. seriously cool. And let me just give the pitch for it, too. It's a really good museum. It's small, but it's got a lot of really interesting artifacts in it. It's uh, also, according to Daily Record, it says it's the first witchcraft museum in Scotland and that it it displays all kinds of unique things. It says it's going to display mummified objects. It's going to yep. display... Um, Let's see. What? Oh, yeah. All kind of like a mama. Here's a mummified cat that's 200 years old. Um, yeah. And it talks about how they integrate in with uh, the, the beliefs of the time. And so, yeah, it looks really I can't I can't wait to look at the website itself, the real website for it. It's good. And they were everybody in Scotland that we encountered, everybody without exception was was nice and pleasant and oh. helpful and friendly. Mm. And so it felt like how it used to be here. So that yeah. if, you came, if you came up going, oh, oh, I'm on the wrong bus, rather than saying, well, then get off, stupid. You should have figured that out beforehand. Everybody would help. I just want to hear you say, well, get off, stupid. <laughs> well that's what would happen here get off anyway so it it was um i got to tell you it was hard coming back here was it just after a level of well because edinburgh is the capital but it's also a tourist town just like Asheville, north carolina yeah yeah and they treat tourists like they're happy to have them there well, because, because they have the infrastructure for that level of tourism. Uh, yeah, that makes it. We do then. not have, which is is on our part doesn't show a lot of good sense because because excuse me because Asheville's always been a tourist town. This has always been a tourist area, always. I just always didn't have such an influx of tourists that we couldn't handle it. We wanted it. We needed it. In the past, it was the second biggest form of income for us during a, a few uh, decades there. But it's uncontrolled. And when it gets like that, it, it's no longer good for anybody on any side. You know, oh, and- I tell you what, it's good for some people that are well, working yeah. in money. It's good for those people. It's, it's good for the folks who own hotels and tourist-driven places. You know, uh, where they make money from the numbers as opposed to any other way. But, you know, it just, the road, you know, I don't even need to get started on it. Um, So I want to talk about your trip anyway. That's far more interesting to me. Did you, where did you go besides the places that you worked? Did you go, Did I know you visited a few places. Tell me oh about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we went to the National Museum of Scotland twice. Wow. And we did And we did the tourist things. We did the Royal Mile. We did Holyrood House. And, um, and Annie did the castle. Now, I had just done the castle last time I was there, so I didn't feel like I needed to do it again. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, St. Giles Cathedral. I mean, all, and all the little funny shops. And it was just, it, it's a delightful town. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of pubs, of course, which I love. Tea shops, which was fun, too. And But there were a lot of people. I, I'm sorry for the cuckoo. Oh, I love um, There were... Um, I don't know. It was just—it's just a delightful place to be. And then we went out to to see Sterling Castle. Yeah. That which was a train ride out. We went out to see the Rosslyn Chapel, which again, oh, that was a bus trip. And was it? we had, yeah. And it was uh, we we did the tram, we did buses, we did the train, we took a taxi one time. So we did. And obviously the airplane that got us there. So we did a lot of stuff, a lot of different modes of transportation. Let's see what else you did. Did you go to any yeah. uh, gra- graveyards? They have supposedly some beautiful. No, we didn't because the one day we were down where that beautiful old graveyard is, which I go to every time I'm in Scotland. It was it was rainy and misty that day, and uh, and we decided on the museum instead. Ah, well, that's probably wise. You don't want to come home sick. Yeah, we didn't want to tramp all over, you know, potentially muddy ground and and scuff the place up. Well, Sterling Castle is right outside of that is where they fought the Battle of Bannockburn, which is a pretty significant battle in the War of Independence. And it was beautiful. It's a beautiful castle. We got a great tour. That was fun. Rosslyn Chapel was Here's the funny thing about Rosslyn Chapel. I never, as often as I've been to Scotland, I've never seen it before. But, of course, I read articles about it and seen documentaries and all that stuff. It's a really quirky, private, it was a private chapel. Right. And now it is part of the Anglican Communion. So it's an Episcopal church, basically. Yeah. And the inside has these astounding carvings. But you can't make any pictures in there. No. So here's what here's what sometimes happens in places like that that have been holy places and then they become sort of tourist destinations is that you don't feel any of the holiness of the place anymore. Right. But this is still a church. Still a church. So people come there on Sunday and they they have the they have a priest that comes in from Edinburgh to do it for them, and mm. so because it is still a working church, it felt like a church, you know, like when you go into St. Lawrence downtown here, and it's very beautiful, but it feels like a church. It feels like a place where people come and pray, yeah. and that's how this felt. It didn't feel like this is a this is a world class monument. It is art and culture. It still is. It's. I mean, it's a working house of God, for a, for lack of a better phrase, mm-hmm. and that really impressed me because you you feel it. Yeah, you just feel it. Mm-hmm. So I recommend people seeing that if you get to Edinburgh. It's just a brief bus ride out, and we had a beautiful day. Very nice. Well, tell me about the uh, about. So tell me about the Basilica of Saint Lawrence. Uh, no, tell me about. Well, the I will. T- I can tell you that Rafael Guastavino, the great <laughs> architect. I used yeah. to know a fellow who was all about Guastavino, and oh, really? he and I, yeah, I worked with his sister, and um, anytime he'd show up, you know, like to take her to lunch or something, I just would love to talk to him. He knew everything about. Well, he knew he's he's a Guastavino freak, so he knew everything about Guastavino. That was interesting. Well, had he, had he ever been to uh, to the Basilica? Of here? course, he had. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was here in Asheville taking his sister to lunch. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, nineteen yeah, yeah. nineteen oh five is when it opened, and it, uh, it was uh, at, yeah. I'm th- at least I'm pretty sure that's when it was, and. It was, you know, Guasavino also designed for the Biltmore State, which I'm, I'm sure you remember that, or I'm sure you already knew that. That's kind of common knowledge around here. But the inside of the Basilica itself is so beautiful, and that's got a lot to do with it. Guasavino is actually uh, interred 
in there is my understanding of it. And he was wanting his wife and child to be interred there, and they weren't for some reason that I can't remember. And part of the reason that it's so beautiful in there is because they have all these old artifacts, I guess you would call them, architectural artifacts, things that they bought or were given to them from Europe, all over Europe, other other churches and, and things of that nature. And so they, it's just a really, it's a beautiful place to go and just, and it, and it smells good. You know, and there there are always people who are out there praying on either side. They have the sanctuary in the middle, which I, there's a term for all of these things, and I don't remember them. And then they've got the one over to the left, which is dedicated to Virgin Mary. And the so they've got all, yep. So they've got all the those kind of relics and not really relics, excuse me. They've got all of those artifacts over there to Mary on that side. And then on the right-hand side, it's it's just kind of a more standard Catholic place to go and, and pray in, in semi-private. Uh, you know, and the acoustics there, dang. I mean... Have you... Uh, we sang in the basement one year, and boy, you need to check out the acoustics there. In the basement of the Basilica? Yeah, crazy good. I've been... And listened and probably sung a little myself up upstairs beside the organ on either side of the organ. And and I was I remember just getting chills, just chills from it. And of course, I like the echoey sound when it's kind of somewhat empty and you walk in and every step you make echoes. Yeah. So that's the, the old thing, the oldest thing we've got really. Uh, of that nature around Asheville, but when you go to a place like Scotland, that's nothing. I got got so spoiled. It would be like, oh, that's just a Victorian building. Well, Uh, I saw a building from the 14th century yesterday. Well, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, just absolutely stunning stuff, I'll bet. And and so tell me about the restaurants. I want to know how did you eat? Did you eat the food of the Scottish people, or did you stick to American food? Or oh my God, no! Of course I didn't. American <laughs> food, that. gross. <laughs> I didn't think um, you would, but I didn't know well, for sure. You know, Scottish food is not so different, really, from uh, Appalachian food. I mean, because we we basically are Scots. Yeah, a couple times removed. Yeah. So, yes, I, I ate a lot of haggis. I ate black pudding. Um, I had a couple of what they call a full Scottish breakfast, which is uh, it's haggis and black pudding and rashers of bacon and poached eggs and beans and tomatoes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's a big old breakfast, and it's hard to eat all of it. The farmer's breakfast. Um, yeah, but I ate. They had a little menu card of all the things you could order for breakfast. And I had, each day I had a different thing. So I had kippers for breakfast one day. That was good. We oh. were we were lucky, um, not lucky. I mean, Annie picked out a really nice hotel that had a, had a bar in the, in the, on the first floor. Yeah. So we could come in and, of the evening and then go down there and have a drink and then just go walk right upstairs to our room. That was very mm. nice. Yes. Yeah, that would be. Anyway, so I ate all kinds of things like kippers for breakfast, and then, um, and then you know, I just ate pretty sensibly. That's smart and rare for people who travel. Use it as an excuse. Well, I used it as an excuse too to eat a lot of stuff I don't normally eat. But we were walking a lot every day, so I feel like I got my um, as the. As the oldsters say, I feel like I got my steps in. Well, you probably did. You probably did. And so you can eat a little extra when you do stuff like that. You don't have to, but you can. I got on the scales this morning, and I hadn't gained or lost any weight, so I guess that's okay. That's perfect. So I have to ask you, please don't laugh, okay? I don't know what kippers are. I've never been exposed to kippers. They are smoked fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, they like were sardines? Different. No. No, more like smoked trout. Okay. 
Yeah. So they're they're not so they're not so tiny and bony. They've got a little No, meat. they're like fish size. Fish size fish. That well, that's a healthy way to eat, I imagine. It's not fried, is it? No, it's smoked. Oh no, it was it was tasty. Tasty. For what it's worth, it was very tasty. Did you see a lot of tartans? Oh Lord, yes. Oh many tartans. I went and looked in the tartan shop after you had talked about it last time, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, about about your uh, your clan's tartan, and I was looking around, and I looked up the Boyd tartan, and I thought it was okay, you know, it was fine, but well, maybe that was the ancient Boyd tartan. No, I don't think awful looking. I mean, it it just was what it was. They're all to me. They're just a Scottish plaid look. Right. I, so because I'm unsophisticated. <laughs> when you traveled did you connect twice or just the one time you went from well, charlotte to philly to to scotland no going out there it was charlotte to london to edinburgh coming oh. back it was edinburgh to london to philly to charlotte Oof. boy it was a long day that sounds like an all long day. Well, is there anything, anything in particular that you want to tell us about the tr- the trip that you think the weirdlings or some of the folks who listen would be real interested in? Well, I was really trying to stay in touch with the weirdlings and some other folks that are ha- having some um, some issues, health issues, job issues, tried to stay in touch with all of that. But I've made some big decisions that I'm not going to disclose just yet. Sure. About the, about the way my life is going to be different. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that's all right. Yeah. That is definitely okay, Miss Byron. You know, you, you, you are a lot of things to a lot of people. And you have been for long enough to where people kind of expect things. I'm trying to be nice about this, okay? Where people expect you to be there and all of that. And sometimes sometimes maybe they need to do things on their own and not just expect you to be there to, to start it, to, get, to make it happen. And there's, there's lots and lots of people that I love. And... There's an awful lot of people that depend on me that are also people that I love. Mm-hmm. But there are also people who have come to depend on me that I don't even know. <laughs> and and uh, I'm just going to have to, you know, put that tip back in my blouse because it's uh, people can't stand on their own if they're always waiting for me to fix something for them. That is definitely true. And it's not like you'll ever stop. I think as long as you have a breath to draw, you're going to be helping folks. That's just who you are. Yeah. It is, but I'm, I'm really going to work hard to get people to help themselves a little more. Because if you help yourself more, then you are going to be able to help your community and help grow your community and raise it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're just not seeing a lot of that. We're still seeing people who are traumatized from the pandemic and the results of that, not to mention some political trauma. Yes, we are seeing all of that, and we are seeing people that are scared of their own damn shadow. Yeah, we're seeing that, too. And I think sometimes it's because they have this feeling of anxiety, and they sense that things could go horribly wrong. And they can. I mean, that's really the point, isn't it, that we don't know. Things can go horribly wrong, and sometimes they do. But we can't sit around trembling in fear waiting for that to happen. Well, we can. Because, what? well, you can, but there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Right. All it does is give you a bad quality some, of life. Yeah, if you're waiting for some scary, what you think is an inevitability, well, I, I can't help you. You know, I want you to get off your lazy behind, get some work done. I just do. I'm not taking excuses anymore from people. I get it. Well, that's fine. You see, there comes a point where you have to be done. And you've reached it, evidently. Evidently, I have. Isn't that interesting? 
Uh, it is. And, you know, six months from now, because right now I am well rested. I slept well every night. I ate well. I got a lot of good exercise out in the fresh air. Um, so, yeah, I feel I'm feeling pretty darn good. And I may feel um, more inclined to help out um, in ways that I have before in six months after I've processed some things. But, my God, I've helped a lot. I've helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I have to say this, too, and I'm going to be real upfront about it. Um, when I asked, when we'd had that hard time getting into the country and it was time to get out of the country, I, w- I asked people if they would please grant us traveling mercies. And I was so tickled at how many people did that. Yeah, like 500 people granted us traveling mercies. I just thought that was so beautiful. It is. It's totally beautiful. So, you know, the people that there are plenty of people that know me and love me, and I know them and love them more than maybe anybody would think. But there's an awful lot of people that are perfect, perfectly happy to take advantage of somebody else's goodwill to um, to move forward their own agenda, um, to take credit for things that someone else has done, and I'm just kind of I'm kind of done allowing that to happen. Over it, huh? Well, good. I'm kind of over it. Yep. That's good. I think That's so. It. Yeah, I want you to get back to. You know, planting, gardening, doing the things that feed you. When was the last time time you just said, you know what, I'm going to go do something that makes me laugh? Yes, and that's another thing. Um, One of the people that wished us traveling mercy said, I wish you unexpected joy. Mm. And the first thing that, that was that was two little twin girls seeing an airplane we were at the airport in edinburgh they ran the window and said it's an airplane and they were (laughs) jumping up and down and squealing and they were hugging each other oh my gosh look it's an airplane it's so big it's so big and then this little boy who was obviously not part of that family he came running up and they were all hugged up together jumping up and down going airplanes 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 (laughs) and i thought back to that person who said uh unexpected joy and i thought golly if you can't see that is joy and was that not unexpected it was just beautiful so every time and it was mostly children to be honest every time some child would do something like i'm in an airport look at all these people ah it's great i would remember the unexpected joy and it really did just it lightened it lightened everything up but also you know it's infectious when people yeah. around you are happy, you are happy. Yeah. And in Edinburgh, yeah, it's a tourist town, so they're kind of paid to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> they're like happy and delighted and oh, it just it just reminded me that that's how people can be. Yeah. But we are not seeing very much of that. No, the atmosphere in in this country, at least that I've observed, has noticeably declined in the last three, four, five, eight years, whatever you want to say, in the last little bit. So, no, I don't think that we are that happy, joyful country that we used to be. And not saying that we don't have big joy for, and people aren't happy, but for the most part, the national face of us is pretty disillusioned, my opinion oh, only. Yeah, well, it is. Well, no. and, and while we're talking about the national face and much as I love talking about this trip, which was just uh, the only sad part. I mean, the airports, you know, air air traffic right now, air travel is just a mess. I guess the only is. other sad thing was that I wanted to go up to Dundee to see my friend Mark. Yeah. And it just it just didn't work out. And so I didn't get to see him. And I'm sad about that. Oh, 
well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it was just sad. And I, I'll hope to get to see him next time. Absolutely. you you. I bet you will. I hope you get to go again real soon. Well, we're trying to work out me and that bunch of yahoos uh, <laughs> at Ren Adventures. We're trying to work out me leading a tour to Cornwall next year. Oh, and if that works out, then I'll be I'll be back next year. But my friend Terry, who's up in Kirkcaldy, he, he put us in the car and toured us around. It was pretty funny. He kept saying, you got to come back sooner because I've not been there in seven years. He said, you got to come back sooner. You got to come back sooner. Mm-mm-mm. Is there a country or a place in the world that you haven't been that you really want to go? Yes, I want go. I want to go down to the New Forest, uh, which is in the south of England, and I also <clears throat> and I've never been there. And I also want to go down to what they call the Jurassic Coast, that's on the south coast of England, uh-huh. and it's where they find a lot of dinosaur bones. Uh-huh. So those are two places I've never been that I'd like to go. I think yeah. I've been most everywhere else. I mean, I've not been everywhere in Britain, but I've been to a lot of places. Have you? You know, still, I'd be perfectly happy to just move over there and live. Would you? Oh hell yes! In a in a <laughs> in a Raleigh, North Carolina minute. <laughs> Is that because of the connection to your ancestors, or some other reason? Because I like it there. Um, I wouldn't want to live in London again. I lived there. When I got out of college for a little while, I wouldn't want to live in a big city again. But, yeah, I'd love to live in a a small place, mm. small sort of a village place. But like here, nobody can damn afford to live there because mm-hmm. the real estate speculators are specul- speculating all over that. Oh, but what <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, I'm, I just jumped down a rabbit hole. I am a little jet laggy today, to be honest. I didn't get into late, late last night. You know, don't you, that we're coming up on Easter, a star, (laughs) (laughs) where there's lots of cool plastic eggs to get at the dollar store, (laughs) and there's all kinds of good candy that you can pick up. That's what Easter kind of means to me. I'm sorry, but, and also the, the Easter, the Good Friday Easter massacre at the cottage. It reminds me of that every year. (laughs) Boy, that was a good time, wasn't it? Hearing that poor little bunny get slaughtered (laughs) was pretty awful. But knowing that that it was getting carried over to the children's party next door by the cat that did it. I think that was funny to tell you the truth. That is not funny, and yeah, that's pretty damn funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, I stopped by the cottage while you were out. Oh, good. How was it? It was, uh, the plants were thirsty. I bet. Yeah, but other than that, everything was good. It looked like the cottage was super hard for me not to go sit on the porch for a while. Oh. But I, did, I, did, I would have, but I just didn't have time. But uh, it's still a beautiful place. I walked in there, and I was just like, oh, my God, I about started crying. Yeah. We need to get in there one day. I'm going to invite you over, and we're just going to open up all the windows and kind of air it out. Yeah. Get the big old wool blanket off the back door. (laughs) Mop the the kitchen floor where the freezer is leaked. And we'll do some stuff. Yeah, let's do. Enjoy it. Have a cup of tea on the porch. I'd love that. I would so love that. I miss that place like you just don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's close, and so I should go and sit on the porch more often. I should go over there and just say hello to the place every now and then. And, I, well, and I'm guilty of having not done enough of that this year or last year. That is true, and that's one of the other things that I'm really going to spend some time making right. Yeah. And that is the the things that I just keep putting off and putting off and putting off. Mm-hmm. off. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm just tired of it. Yeah. I'm I'm not I've said more than once I'm not gonna live forever and that's just the truth of it. But not, not in your physical current physical body will right, or, or at all, maybe. I mean I don't know that. 
So, uh, <laughs> I need to. I need to see people. I need to see and visit with people. I need to visit with. Lately, my whole response to everything is, "Why don't you just do some damn work? <laughs> maybe, maybe quit talking about it and maybe do something about it. Maybe get out oh, there." Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty good. That's how you can tell I've become an old woman for sure. Well, because you speak your mind? <laughs> no, but because I'm always telling people to get to work. Get get your lazy butt to work. <laughs> crazy. Well, you know, hey, I hear they're coming after you. Can you hear it? Is it the wee, 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 wee? Yeah, well, it's the longer one. Wee! That one. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know who that's for. Maybe me. Well, while you were gone, I finished up Disjointed series that I'd been kind of binging on. That's Which one the, that? Disjointed, the one on Netflix oh, I told you about. Yeah, and really don't have another one. I've been searching around. I found uh, I found a series that was interesting for about the first time or two, and then after that, I was like, well, I don't know. it's called How to Build a Sex Room. And oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I was just interested because of the title as much as anything. Um, and, and there's been, I saw, I looked at a couple of episodes of the history of swear words. Oh, I and, love that show. Yeah. And I had a friend who talked me into, had my friend had surgery and can't, had, you know, shoulder surgery and can't move around much. Yeah. And they, they talked me into watching two or three movies now with them as instead of an activity it was watching the movies and one of them was uh it was with sandra bullock was i guess and she was a was it sandra bullock she was a factory worker or something who sally fields excuse me oh god yes and what was it norma ray norma ray that was what it was called i like that out of all of them the best and then i also saw one that was called pretty woman or pretty yeah pretty woman with pretty julia woman. roberts yeah, that's kind of all the old stuff yeah yeah well then that was kind of a chick flick and then i saw another one called uh the jewelry box i think was what it was called and it was kind of an obscure movie from the it looked to me to be the early 80s and it was interesting. You know, they're interesting, but but it's like, well, okay, I've seen my quota. <laughs> and while I was sitting there doing that, Byron was tromping around all over Scotland. I sure was, seeing all the pretty sights. And it was so beautiful. But, uh, the weather was so beautiful. Everything was greening up. Was, did the, did the, I take it you drank some Guinness? You know I did. Uh, I drank much Guinness. Much Guinness. I also drank another uh, ale, a beer that I'm very fond of called Tenant. Tenant? Which is, uh, it's a Scottish one. Never heard of it. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, it's very good. So if it was a time when when I'd I'd had a really big breakfast and a big lunch, I did not have an entire pint of Guinness. Because it's just a lot. You know, it's like food. Isn't it um, a dark brown beer? Very dark. And it, so very, is it considered a stout? Pardon? Is it considered a stout? Yes, it is definitely the stout. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I didn't have a whole lot one of those, I went ahead and had something else. That's not. Did you do any pubs? Did you go to any pubs? <laughs> I, I'm just laughing that you even asked that question. Oh. First night we were there, we checked into our hotel and went to the pub. Oh, good. That's, uh, that's perfect. I had to. Yeah, it was a law. It's a rule. I tell you, I told myself that if I got through two airports and got to um, Philly, uh-huh. That I would have a big old drink somewhere in the airport, but by God, everything was so screwed up in um, Philadelphia. Yeah, that there was no time. I wished I could have had a mm. big thought of some. Well, you can have some now if you need to. <laughs> yeah, I got a friend of mine has had a death in the family, so I need to. 
I need to get off here and go buy some, I think, flowers, I think. Yeah. Or a plant a, for her. i got a few things to do myself, so I, I, I don't mind hanging up. Um, just going to go check on my friend a little bit and then go see my mom and all of that. How's your mama doing? She's doing fine. I think that she got a little nervous when we got the phone call about uh, my little nephew's car wreck last night, but other oh than that, God, of course she did. Huh? Yeah, but she still she didn't sound nervous. Unless you knew her, you wouldn't. You would never know. Well, was, that's just that's terrifying. I'm so sorry. Well, you, sorry. I know. I I was thinking, how would it feel to be that person? Okay, now I, I can sympathize easily because it's my mom and I know her situation, but how many other people in the world are having a similar or worse situation where it's got to feel powerless? Because all three of her kids are going through things right now. And because she can't drive and she can't see, she is not able to get out there and go and help them. And I know she would want to. It's like with Kyle's accident, she probably would have been on her way to, to that place, you know, or at least offered to and it's the same with you know the rest of it going on so it's uh I, I i thought about her and i had kind of a flash of sympathy about her situation last night when i was thinking about it and yeah, she's it, taking it well good for her it yeah. makes me think though for all of us there's going to come that point where yeah. we can't do anything physical about something Right. You know, we can't get in the car and run and do whatever. Right. Right. If we're lucky, we'll get that old, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, and the question is, are we going to rise up and meet that with grace and maybe a little intelligence and, and common sense? Or are we just going to bemoan it and wring our hands? What my mom. Gonna, what do you think we're going to do? I, I don't know. <laughs> and moaning and. Not doing any work. I'll, I'll probably whine and moan some, but I hope, I, I hope I can meet it with some measure of grace. I think my mom has. I really yeah, Your mom's she is quite something, your mom. Yeah, she is. I got to give, I got to agree with you on that. So she, and you know what? She has had already, now this is just trivia, but she's already had two ticks on her. <gasps> Yikes. And she doesn't even go out much. I was telling Selby, and I told him the day after he had just spent four hours or on his hands and knees crawling up the mountain to Morel Hunt. Oh, my he, God. He didn't get a single tick on him. And here she is. She goes to maybe the back porch, maybe the front porch, and she's had two of them on her. Well, she may be delicious to tick. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. Okay. Hey, here comes a spam call. Oh. On my phone. And you reckon they're going to be saying nothing at all? Or this is charter, or this is... Uh, all right. Spectrum. Spectrum calls fairly awful. Let's see who it is. Nah, they ain't going to talk to us. <laughs> they That's don't fun. want an answering machine. They don't want to leave a message. <laughs> they want to figure out how they can scam me out of something. I know it. They always, you know what? That's been going on forever. I remember 1987. I had to go to Social Security office and get my my last name changed and all of that mess. I soon after got a letter from AARP saying you oh. lived through two world wars <laughs> and the worst worst famine or worst depression we've ever known, and you deserve to join AARP. And I was like. I'm 23. <laughs> I will join it maybe in about 30 years. Yeah. That might work. Yeah. Uh, uh, you deserve a strong voice in politics. I think that was how they were trying yeah. to join it. And actually, I do deserve that, but I ain't got one. The strong voice in politics belongs to the people who are crazy as jackrabbits. <laughs> well, people would argue that you or me or both of us are crazy, but that doesn't mean we don't deserve to have to be represented. That is exactly true. But do we have to be represented by crazy people? That's the question. <laughs> maybe we maybe have not. to be like for like. So mm -hmm. if you're pretty crazy, you get a pretty crazy rep. I guess. I guess. Pretty boring. You get a pretty boring rep. 
Yeah, I reckon so. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go because otherwise right. I'll just keep you on the phone yeah. here. I got to get going. I got laundry to put out and I've got, uh, I hope it'll get dry today. And then I've got to run out to get a plant and do some other stuff. I'm just trying to keep myself awake so that the, so the jet lag doesn't hit me. I was that's ready to say, aren't you, aren't you going to give yourself a little extra nap no, today or something? No, 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 you can't do that. I mean, that's not the way I do it. You okay. just keep hydrating, hydrating, pushing on. Then I go to bed maybe an hour early tonight. Okay. okay. And then by tomorrow, I'm going I'm to be just fine. Good. I well, reckon. Yep, I reckon. Well, get a hold of me whenever you want to, and let's 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 figure out you know what a what our game plan is for the next few weeks. If Sounds good. I want to talk about that a trip to the Foxfire Museum. Yes, let's do that. Let's go ahead and plan it. All right, so, well, listen, I'll let you go. Thank you for hanging out, Mary. Glad to talk to you. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.